podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everyone, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation, episode 5940. This is Picard, episode 9. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. Uh, if you're looking for the other 5,300 episodes, I mean, they probably don't exist yet. Uh, but they will. We're churning them out They're by gonna, the day. They keep churning. Don't say by the day. People expect it every day. By the few days. By the We're churning it out when we can for all the people who need to listen. <laughs> Matt's feeling pressured. He doesn't want to overpromise. I'm, uh, yeah, because I don't want to underdeliver. It's... Uh, it's become clear to me that if I, if I'm going to get infected by you, then it will be through an exasperated sigh. Mm-hmm. That's how most people get infected. I think, <laughs> that, that's CDC website. I think exasperated. I don't. Sigh I don't see any one. of those warnings. I've seen "Don't touch your face." Stay six feet away. Yeah. Stay inside. I haven't seen "Don't exasperatedly sigh." Well, that's a real danger to both of us. Really, it's it's it's, it's my. I don't know. It's my thing. <laughs> it um, <sure> <coughs> There you go. Go, don't cough. Oh, God. It's happening. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're all enjoying your, uh, the flood of podcasts that have now approached the uh, internet. Everyone's got one again. Do you feel encroached upon, Matt? No, it's fine. There's, there's plenty of time. As the king of a podcast, I've dubbed you that. That's right. I am not the king. The king of podcasts would probably be like... Uh, uh, Ricky Who Gervais. More than you? Ricky Gervais. How many podcasts does he do? I mean, look, he sort of started the whole bandwagon. I think, in terms of amount of podcasts, right? Kevin Smith and me are probably the two. Who and success of podcasts, but how many does Kevin Smith do now? Uh, I mean, at one point it was like five a week. Oh, all right. Well, then he would be the king. Yeah, yeah. I just sit here and that's a lot. Do a lot. It feels like a lot. Got this one. Got Dory and Matt. And uh, you know, I'm trying to figure out if, what what we can do for James Bonding. They push out the release of the movie to November. Hopefully, the world is okay by then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're here. We are talking about Picard, episode nine, the penultimate episode of, of season one of Picard. And uh, and here's the question in front of us. Boy, oh boy, Matt, would you have them watch this episode? Skip it. What? I just, I'm like over this episode. Crazy. And the show in general. Yeah, Matt uh, Matt was uh, chomping at the bit to talk about this one with me. He, was, he sent me a text. I was like, do you feel how I feel? I didn't try. I tried not to color it. No, no. He doesn't know. For all he knows, I love it. Yeah, you could. It's my favorite episode you for all he knows. You could also not like it. You could also think that... Uh, You've been uh, led astray your entire life until now. Now you know how narrative stories should work. That's true. Right? Finally, might have opened up to me. <laughs> this might have. This this might be the new hero with a thousand faces to you. This is this is. <laughs> I'm going to write a book about this episode. Oh my gosh! And we'll just call <laughs> just it the hero with two faces because everyone's twins. We're going to do another podcast. It's a shoot off of this podcast. That's the uh, Picard episode nine minute. And we're just going to break it down minute by minute. Oh, that is almost what we do, essentially. <laughs> yes, it is. Slowly but surely. So any, anyway, 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 anyway. 
that that's where we're at. Uh, well, I haven't watched the episode. There's ten. I, I haven't been keeping track. Maybe one. you folks can. I think this might have been the first one you said don't watch it. This one right before the end. I think the other ones you were just sort of like you kind of got to because there's no. Uh, this and just this, like, this feels screw it. it feels like an exasperated sigh of an episode. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> another fucking sung. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, that's the that's the stumbling point, huh? I you better. I, I'm kind of eager to get into this you myself. Better, now. You better be lore in disguise, or I'm out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Lore in disguise is a good name for a pop song. That's free for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy's performed his public service for the week. We can step into the Admirals Club anytime you like. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Get that going, everybody. I hope you're all getting through this with us, Picard, uh, season one. Uh, look forward to season two already. Go to leave a five-star review and join the Admirals Club. And how do I get into the Admirals Club? Uh, you just have to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's, uh, that's the place to do it. And then you're in the Admirals Club. And that is just, you know, just get in there and go. The sheer fucking hubris of these two. Shut the fuck up. That's what Admirals talk like now. It's true. Um, uh, here's a, here's the only one I'll read this week. It's uh, from, oh, you'll like this, Matt. Uh, R.I. Guitar God. Rhode Island Guitar God. Seems I like it. Reissue? Maybe his reissue guitar? I don't know. Must be Rhode Island, right? Um, best... Star Trek Picard Companion. I became aware of this podcast a while back, but didn't want to jump into the middle of their run. I haven't read this one, actually, Matt, so okay. if it says something offensive, then we'll have to cut it. It's okay. Uh, or really well, no. feel the urge. Now you want to leave it anyway? It's always, you know, we don't cut the any... It's a cold read, though. <laughs> Andy, enjoy anything. your cold read. Go. Okay, here we go. I became aware of this podcast a while back, but didn't want to jump into the middle of their run, or really feel the urge to go back to the beginning, so never gave it a shot. With the launch of Star Trek Picard, I wanted something to listen to regarding the show, and re-stumbled on this. Never heard re-stumbled before. The episodes have been entertaining and interesting to listen to. P.S. I hadn't realized how much I missed Matt's laugh from back in the Nerdist days, so that's been an added bonus. Well, I am pleased to give it to you. I wish instead of my laugh constantly, you were hearing, wow, this thing's amazing. I love this show. <laughs> Do we, we have, yeah, we have, we have usually, if, if we love the thing, then we talk a lot. And if we hate the thing, then we talk a lot. And if it's sort of like, yeah, then we don't have that much to say. Yeah. Middle of the road, sort of, I don't know. I, I felt like we sort of got into that with Conundrum, which you guys, we recorded Yes, I love Conundrum. You haven't heard yet, but you will hear in the next couple of days. Spoiler alert, I loved it. Uh, yeah, and I liked it a lot, too. But there just there wasn't a ton. I don't know. Anyway, it's hard to say. This one, I can't even. I don't know. Whatever. Should we, let's just go to the president's circle. <laughs> All right, Matt. <laughs> Oh, uh, we're in there. No, no holiday DJ today. No, the holiday is, DJ. Do we send him home? The holiday DJ <laughs> is quarantined uh, on deck seven. Uh, Turbo lifts are down. He can't. He can't get down here. Wow, it's really serious. Yeah. 
Um, well, you know what? You deserve the break, buddy. Uh, you do a good job. Um, uh, if you would like to uh, get into the president circle, we got content in there. I was supposed to do the stop the pod and I forgot. Um, but uh, we're going to be, we got Infinity War coming, uh, I think in the next couple of days. Um, in our uh, ongoing marveling um, rundown. And uh, we got um, Voyager. We're adding what? Not happy with the <laughs> breakdown. Of you the just thing? do this so slow, um, slowly, and like just plotting, plotting. Yeah. I, you ready, know what I was ready, waiting for? Let me take was, it over. Oh yeah, please, please, Matt, show me how it's done. Let in the dead over. silence that followed when we came into the president circle, and you didn't pick up the mantle. That uh, was what? much more effective. Oh, I thought you were gonna go. What? No, you is. always do it. Hi, everyone. If you would love more of this, head over to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. We have a couple of levels there. There's the lieutenant's level and the president's circle. That means he's smarter than everyone. No, I'm just saying it faster. President's circle, you get four podcasts every month additional. That is unbelievable, unprecedented. It is the coronavirus special in the Patreon, everybody. So, lieutenants, you're going to get your Discovery, episode one, uh, two episodes of Discovery season two, along with, uh, we're going to start watching Enterprise. So, we're going to watch the pilot for Enterprise this month, and we're going to talk about that, and that's going to be posted to the lieutenants. President Circle members, you get everything lieutenants get, plus Infinity War, part of the Marveling ongoing series. We're almost done with the Marvel movies. God, the coronavirus better end, because we're not going to have more Marvel movies to do. We're going to run out. Uh, And, of course, Voyager. We're going to take a look at the Caretaker Array, guys. It's uh, episode one of Voyager. Andy and I are going to break that down in the president's circle. So if you're president, guess what? Four extra podcasts this month. It's exciting. And if you'd like a presidential, uh, you would like a Christopher Pike Medal of Valor, all you got to do is submit a comment in the Patreon, and you could be awarded that medal. Andy, who's the first recipient? Tony King, Lieutenant Tony King, writes us, You mentioned that the Zod Vash had plenty of opportunities to kill Data. But also, why didn't Commodore O just kill Bruce Maddox before he left Earth? I knew he uh, later kept it secret that he was building the synths, but that was only after the ban happened. Considering his near obsession with Data early on and Data subsequently sharing information about himself, why not take him out when he was younger and researching synths just in case? Also, as an Englishman, Nerissa's English accent is okay, but it does sound uh, very forced at times. Someone last week had said... uh, This is me again, Matt. Uh, Someone last week had said... It said uh, he didn't like her using arse uh, for every time she says ass, so um, or assimilated or anything. Yeah, but as we've established, it's 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 just it's a Romulan accent, guys. It's but very, it's different. But this it's uh, different it's a Romulan accent. This Brit says she's doing a good job. At so. a Romulan accent, Peyton List, good good on you. Um, our next uh, hail um, and also, Medal of Valor. Back to King's email there. Go ahead, uh, Commodore O. Yeah, this I find that this series is just presenting so many blaring holes in in logic and canon that it is disturbing me. What is and 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 you're saying that it's that uh, is I mean, addressed with to, the data up issue, up to and including the Commodore O stuff. The Commodore O stuff. Also, it's like her pretense is just gone. At the end of this episode, she's now on a Romulan warbird in a full Romulan uniform. So she's like, <laughs> peace true. out, Federation. That is true. Did, did she, Did she a, say suckers on the way out? I, like, what happened there? I guess the point is that she, she, her whole life has been leading up to this particular thing. 
I see. So she doesn't care what happens after this. And I guess you could argue, if I'm really, really working hard to justify it, that that's the reason they didn't kill Data, because they were waiting for for Data to lead them back to the planet of the synths. But there was no planet of the synths at that time. Oh, was it, it was created after. Yeah. Right, right, that's right. That's the problem with this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, well then, yeah, that's flawed. And if they're made in pairs, right? Now they're saying that all androids are made in pairs. You have Data and Lore, and then you have B4 and who? And someone dumber. Jeffy? (laughs) Jeffy is B4. Well, then we need a B5. Yeah. Johnny? Or B3. Jimmy and Jeffy? It's just like, I mean, this just, I don't understand. And this whole bullshit of Soong having a another relative that happened to be Soong's biological son... Yeah, that seems like a forced way to get yeah, data in Yeah, or it's fucking lore. It has to be. Someone. Uh, don't get it. into it. You don't have to worry about what someone sent you and you passed up. Let's just <laughs> get back to the president. Who's the Medal of Valor winner? Who's number two? Okay. Lieutenant Commander Jeff Mullins, good friend, uh, has sent in, fear is a great destroyer, in quotes. When I heard Picard say that line, I immediately thought about Dune, Secunda. It was yet another opportunity to draw a parallel. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings obliteration. I think I started to say it, but someone talked over me. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over and through me. And when it has gone, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. This, this guy's really into Dune. Uh, where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Uh, I totally agree, Jeff Mullins. Uh, fear is a great destroyer. Made me also think of Dune. There's a lot of a lot of sci-fi lifting in this series that I, you don't generally see in Star Trek. I know. It's a little odd. Yeah, they definitely they cut their own path, which is really impressive. Usually. Yeah. But it it does it does feel like a kitchen sink of sci-fi. Yeah. Um, Lieutenant Van Phelan writes us, Hey, guys, first, thank you so much for giving us some more content in these trying times. You're quite welcome, Lieutenant Phelan. Uh, listening to TNC is so comforting for me and was the perfect cure for my anxiety. Matt, I couldn't agree uh, more with your opinion on Picard's clap moment. Uh, throughout the whole season, I feel like we've been waiting for him to finally get back in the saddle, as you put it. While that clap isn't what I would have expected from TNG Picard, it is oddly fitting at that moment. And Andy, you're going to need more ice cream. <laughs> that is true. Andy, you're always going to need more ice cream. I've already torn through a lot of my supplies. Oh, no. Seven <laughs> pints down? I eat ice cream very quickly, guys. Well, I mean, I figure like one pint is like a sitting for you, right? Uh, you oh, sit there. Minimally. Minimally. Oh, yeah. Are you, why don't you buy quarts then? I could do two and a half in a sitting. Yeah, I should get quarts. Yeah. Or are you worried you just go through two and a half quarts? You know, the only one that really does quarts, though, is... Hugging us and then kind of crappy ones. Mm-hmm. So maybe you should take this opportunity of the uh, quarantine to find your favorite ice cream. Uh, I, I know what my favorite ice creams are. Well, that means <laughs> I didn't, I didn't need you to, seen. I didn't need to be isolated from humanity to do that research. <laughs> uh, have you thought about trying to churn your own ice cream while while you're bored? Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I have an ice cream maker that I've never. Touched. Oh my god! This seems like you're going to become a Andy Secunda's ice cream. Emporium, an ice cream maker. You know, the only problem is that my freezer is now stuffed with supplies. So. It's stuffed with ice cream. Well, <laughs> it's ice cream that it's stuffed with. <laughs> Our next hail is from uh, No Cantaban con mi astucia, mm-hmm. which I didn't do a translation of. Do you know what that means? Not off the top of my dome. I thought you were Cuban. 
Yeah, so? I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. If I just started uh, speaking New York, would you get it? Forget about it. This guy. I know exactly what that Come means. <laughs> what the fuck? It translates to, uh, they did not have my cunning. Okay. Let's see how it ties in. Um, about Picard's response to whether or not he loved data, I didn't, I guess I think the response, it's, it's referencing us. Yeah. I didn't read it as a hesitant response. I don't think uh, anyone's ever asked Picard that question. He could have just been caught off guard by the question and responded a bit guardedly. Um, and then related, Lieutenant Remy writes us, long-time listener, first-time nitpicker. Soji says... And- this, uh, Lieutenant Remy gets a Medal of Valor for nitpicking? I love it. We should have sure, so right. many Without Medal of question. Valors. We should be should weighed ones? down with Medal of Valors. Like, if you get them for nitpicking, you and I, will just, we just have no space on our uniform for any more medals. Oh, you and I, yeah. sir. Oh, for sure. I don't, I don't know how that's valor, but <laughs> we definitely, we've definitely gotten a lot of them. Um, Soji says, and you loved him, to which Picard responds, in my way. I think she is inferring that Picard loved him, and Picard is clarifying that he loved Data how he was able to at the time. So I think it works on both levels, that Picard is more emotional now, but recognizes uh, what he was like back with Data. Small and ultimately pedantic point, so obviously I knew this was the place to share it. <laughs> Keep up the cast. Medal earned. Um, and that's it for the president circle. Oh, well, let's head out to the uh, good old hallway of the La Serena. Okay. I've decided that, that we're on La Serena right now for some reason. Captain, we are being hailed. I think I activated that too quickly. I like that, though, because that's the data hailing. It's all about data, you know? Um, if you'd like to send a hail, you can either obviously join the Patreon and then you get priority one access, or you can write it to sttncpod at gmail.com. You can send a voice hail to 516-TREK-TNC. Gentleman across from me is at Matt Meyer on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Andrew, at Andrew Secunda on Instagram and at Secunda on Twitter. Here is your hail bag. Uh, Romulans have mental powers, too, uh, says Tobias Hughes-Brown. Okay, Tobias Hughes-Brown, explain. This is for Matt. Gambit Part 1 and 2. Try yeah. not to spoil anything. Kind regards, Toby. Yeah. That's in the seventh season of TNG, right? Yes, it's uh, Picard is undercover as a, on a pirate ship. You'll have a good time. Mm, that sounds um, great. <laughs> It does, but it's not. Uh, I guess pirate ship can go either way on TNG. Yeah, uh, space pirates. What are you going to do? They're hard to deal with. I am so... What's the space space movie with pirates? Is it Ice Pirates? Time Bandits? Uh, No, I think it's called Ice Pirates. There's a movie called Ice Pirates? I think so. Yeah, Ice Pirates, 1984. Sure. It's a a terrible sci-fi movie. Classic Ice Pirates. And I think it's got a guy with, uh, who's got like Spock-like, you know, every time they they, they do the... uh, I cannot wait until that one of those people guest stars on Star Trek so we can have a claim to fame, and it's Ice Pirates. They do the reverse zoom in I know. Shot, and and every time he looks at someone, he's like, and he remembers, he he can sense what they're feeling or thinking or something. I mean, what are we doing about this whole uh, mind meld performed by an android? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, what, are, what are we doing there? Uh, yeah. It's an interesting choice. Real dumb. I guess they're all flesh and bone now. So Are they? No, she's not flesh and bone. She's Aren't got the they yellow eyes. And, well, that is true. They, some of them have the, the yellow eyes. The is copper, that a choice? She's got the copper skin and the yellow eyes. But isn't Soji? But Soji's an advanced model. Huh. She's a more advanced model than follow, Jenna. Let's, let me follow this up, right? Okay. Okay. So here's my thing. Okay. 
if Romulans had mental powers, why wouldn't Narek mind meld with Soji? Because apparently the gate's got to swing both ways. If you're telling me an android can fucking mind meld with a human being, then a Romulan should be able to mind meld with an android. Huh. Yeah, it seems reasonable. It's just, I'm not going to dispute it's it. It's just like they're tripping over their own feet. That is true. It's like they didn't, you didn't, this never was an issue. You didn't have to introduce this at any point. The mind meld thing? The mind meld thing, the fucking dream uh, room where you go walk around some candles and and your dreams are brought up. Yeah, they spent so much time on that. Because the fucking Romulans are just, they were like, fuck this. We don't need logic. We, uh, and, 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 and mind fun. We're going to go just be a war race. We'll see you later, uh, fellow Vulcans. You did need them dancing around on the board cube, though. That's so true. Picard being they Picard. Were, they were having a lot of fun. <laughs> From Asher M. Hi, Andy and Matt. I think uh, I can tie together the point you guys were debating on the last episode about whether Picard was following Riker's advice in broken pieces uh, to be be Picard and what the advice meant. First, I've never thought uh, of Picard as being unemotional. We were debating this back and forth. He just expressed it in his particular way. I think every uh, member of Enterprise senior crew would say they knew Picard valued them as officers and people. They knew because he did things, did the things Picard listed off to Soji, listened, encouraged them, believed in them, and gave them opportunities to grow. At the same time, Picard himself uh, started to realize he needed to reach out to people more, which we begin to see with the closing scene in All Good Things. No spoilers. Uh, now, with respect to Riker's advice, I don't believe they meant he needed to start doing X and Y Picard things. They meant he ne- needed to start being his genuine self if he was going to get Soji to trust him. Well, we're just that's we just have a disagreement on what Picard's genuine self is here. You and I, or you and no, this person? me and this person. Deanna recognized that uh, she saw everything as fake now, including herself, and... Uh, Deanna recognized that she saw everything as fake now, including herself, and needed some authenticity. Uh, meaning Soji. Soji. Before she would be okay opening up to anyone. And Picard delivers that in broken pieces, which brings us to the scene with Soji. To me, his responses to Soji's questions illuminate Picard's behavior over the last 20 years. Specifically, he struggled to process the loss of data because he couldn't be honest with himself about what data meant to him. And without acknowledging that he had lost someone he loved, he couldn't process his grief and move past it. I think this is also why he pushed the others away. Keeping uh, the people he loved at a distance allowed him to keep to keep the true pain of losing data at a distance. So Soji's questions helped him find a way honestly to express the mutual affection of his friendship with data. Uh, while that is a shift with how he showed affection in the past, i.e. through mentorship and support, it's still true to his character. Keep up the critical eye on the series. Your perspective is welcome and appreciated, Asher. I'm I, I'm curious as to why people are saying that I disagreed with this, what everybody's saying. Like, I liked how he expressed his weird love, not love of data. I think you and I were in a debate because I was saying basically more what Asher is saying. I, maybe I was even further on it that I, I felt like Picard had shown emotion in the past. I agree with Asher with the way Asher is characterizing. And I think he shows it in a way that's subtler. He's not like going around hugging people and telling people he loves them. Yeah. But to that point, it's also like he's doing what he can I feel like you were more on the side of that he was not 
expressing emotion originally that he always sort of struggled with it yeah i think i still think he did yeah. so maybe i'm confused by all the emails yeah. and they're saying exactly what they're saying and i'm just not hearing it i would say the bottom line for me is it's a nuanced perspective on what is picard and what isn't picard and i accept that there's stuff toward the end of the series particularly in all good things that would turn my perspective on it but yeah, right now I'm, so I'm not looking silly. at someone that seems like the same guy in even a projection it's of so where we saw before. wild to me that you're having to sit through this without having seen all good things should i've watched it you should have watched it but oh, wow. i know that you didn't and you know i appreciate you keeping it spoiler free for the for the tncers yeah but i just feel like you're sort of also like you, you have you, like a you have like a corner piece of this puzzle missing but you do seem like you have the same issues with the characterization in general i do but like just because of the future that you see in all good things and it, it how much this relates to that right it it does feel like you're you're having like a little bit of a missing piece but you still don't like it this series yeah Correct. i mean you don't like the characterization of picard in this series you don't feel uh, like it's necessarily authentic you know i just want more of a sort of i guess i want more information about the gap years you know, all we know about him really is that he tried to thing. save a bunch of Romulans. Yeah. And it didn't go great, so he left Starfleet, not thinking they would ever let him leave Starfleet. Yeah. And then he was too prideful to go, I was just kidding. I'd like to stay in Starfleet. <laughs> right. You know? And, like, that's really all we know. Here's my overall... You read Dark Knight Returns, of course, Batman yes. fan. yeah. In Dark Knight Returns, he's not the same Batman. No. He's grizzled. He's he's cynical. Yep. He's uh he's more cynical than he ever was and he already started out cynical. Mm-hmm. And he can't take on people who are half his age the same way that he did as a young man. They put right. a finger on it. He has to outthink them. Right. That's what I wanted to see in Picard. I didn't want to see like those particular changes, but I want to see somebody whose competence had grown into a different form because he couldn't do what he did when we saw him on TNG. Right, but instead they chose to go with the storyline of his brain is failing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we see a physically able person whose brain is failing. And you know what? And Picard's brain was his fucking everything. And you know what? Even that, because I understand that that is the argument that everyone keeps making, that... Well, this is, it makes sense that this is who he would be based on, you know, whatever. That's all fine. But even if you're going to approach a series that way, then have that be the main theme you're dealing with, with all the Picard stuff. That he's trying to take command and he can't. That he's trying to be helpful and he can't. That he, you know, it's just, he just feels like a, a side issue on this series. Yeah, and it's also like, if you're going to put so much stock in this eromotic syndrome don't seed that in episode two of this ep- with this 10 episode thing and not touch it again really until episode nine that's what i'm saying it's very it's like silly. make that the theme make that the show like i don't even necessarily need a big adventure if you're going to do it about it's picard who was once the most competent person in the galaxy now his brain is failing him which is the thing that he depended on the most like, I'll watch a show about that. That's not what this show is. Right. I'd like to see him, like, struggling with buttons and not recognizing himself in the mirror or something. Like, if you're really going to play it up, play it up. Right. 
Don't, like don't. put him in, put him in positions where he has to he has to be at his full mental competence, like ambassadorship type stuff or or whatever. I feel like that's been in in TNG episode things where the only person who could be the ambassador. Yes, was stuff like that. Um, but instead, we have what I would describe as I don't know how. I guess we'll keep going well, with the hails. Well, we're done. We're done with the hails. So oh, okay, we can, so we can just close those frequencies. You got it, buddy. You got get it. into this. Frequencies closed, sir. I want to say we started the uh, the podcast a few minutes before this. Yeah, I mean, I guess with the hail bag, really, the hail bag's all Picard related. So yeah, it does seem like. You know what we do these like when they're this specific, it feels like eh, whatever. I'll just kick it back to twenty four <laughs> minutes and see what people say. All right, uh, all right. So this is episode nine at in Arcadia Ego Part One. So it's a two parter, Andy. Why this is a part one and everything else has been a standalone episode. We're only doing part one though, right? Correct. Part yeah. two comes out next week. Great. But like to me, it's just like why have part one and two? Everything yeah. you've done has been continuations of the previous stories. You're telling half <laughs> stories constantly. Why part one? That totally makes sense. Damn you, Kurtzman! <laughs> really, I think it's it's almost like it's it's a it's like um, what's the word? Like an homage to hey, in old TNG we would have part one and part two when there was a cliffhanger. Except yeah, but you're not doing that now. Yeah, no, you're not. And you're <laughs> like the cliffhanger in TNG would always be at the end of the last episode of the season. It would cliffhanger right, exactly. to the next season. So yeah. you're either I'll be so furious if this ends on a cliffhanger. Episode two of this, wouldn't you uh, be like so enraged? There's no way. Can it be? No. They, I bet you they'll leave plot things open because they want to lead into season two, but. They, there's no way they could end on a cliffhanger. That would be ridiculous. You never know with these people. So true. It's just like, I don't know how they... I gave them the keys to this car, and they just keep going in the direction I, I'm like, oh, that's not how you drive. What are you yeah. doing? You're like Captain Kirk in uh, the reboot, uh, driving off that cliff. Yeah, Beastie I'm in my Boys little plays. Corvette, my, my stepdad's Corvette, playing yeah. Beastie Boys. Yeah. Oh, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> So the La Serena gets through the transwarp conduit, Andy, and, and they come upon a fancy planet. Well, long and short-range scanners show no Roman presence. What happened to Rafi's addictions? I think she got over them when she locked herself out of the alcohol in the in the replicator. Oh. I mean, she seems to really... I feel like this whole fact that the conspiracy was real has given her the, the juice she needed. <laughs> Maybe. You know what I mean? She just needed to feel like she was right. Nice work, honey. You got us here really damn fast. And I am never going to do that ever again. What happened to Deep Space 12? I, am I still under arrest? There was a change of plan. Yes, you still murdered someone. 25 <laughs> light years and 15 minutes. I noticed a little turbulence. Hmm. <laughs> what a motley crew. <laughs> Andy, you feel how the audience is supposed to feel. Capelius. <laughs> <laughs> this 
So, I mean, uh, no one calls Red Alert. It just goes to Red Alert. I yeah. like this whole automated chip situation. You do? It's pretty sweet. It is pretty sweet. I like the La Serena. Here's what I'll say right now. Yeah? Andy, I say something positive. I like the La Serena. Wow. I like Rios. I need... Do you, oh, really? In general? Yes. See, I like all the emergency holograms. I don't know if I like Rios. <laughs> I like Rios. He I seems like, like all really... the assembled parts of Rios more than I like Rios himself. I like the characterization of Rios. Uh, what do you like about him? I like that he's broken, and I would I would watch a series of him running errands, space errands. <laughs> space errands is a great name for a series. <laughs> like I would watch him and the Lacerata just taking on people. Like I would ev- if every episode of it was fucking. If this if it was Rios was the fucking was the Rockford Files. Like I'd be all on board. I don't know. Instead of his trailer in Malibu, it's this. I think the, the per- Arena. I think the performance is really great, and obviously that guy's great. He's playing all these different parts, and he plays them all well. But I feel like Rios is is very one note, even with the pain that's been revealed. Yes, but I like the note, mm-hmm. harkening back to like a seventies, eighties style weekly action show yeah if he was the main character of yes that show, okay i see what you're saying that's yes. that's what i'm saying and i think that kind of goes to like the, that it feels kind of like a rockford file is like if you don't have the expectations put on the show that picard has on it which frankly they they led into they led with their chin into those expectations mm-hmm. if it was just like you know seven and rios out and just fucking sure i'll watch that show yeah every day sure if it was on every day i'd watch it every day me too but I would like it to have a beginning, middle, and end every episode. I don't want, I don't want Rios in a serialized show. I want Rios in an episodic adventure series, uh-huh, like Magnum PI. Yeah, yeah, or the Fall Guy, right? Or Starsky and Hutch, or uh, you know, or <laughs> <laughs> Castle and McCormick, uh, Mannix. <laughs> so uh, Narek follows them all the way through the transwarp conduit, which. Uh, okay i don't i don't really know how but i think he explains it yeah like he or she explains it here she's like yeah she's like he he prognosticated he like projected where they were going and instead of just prognosticated but okay so i'm a little curious andy okay if you could maybe answer this question for me how do the romulans the romulans know where they're going how i assume that Narek sent them the coordinates of whatever the space hole is. The transwarp conduit, but they're not traveling by transwarp conduit, which is why they're two days behind. Oh. Right? So So they're on their way. So my, I guess what I'm, what the, I guess the supposition is there. Soji saying, I look up and there's two moons Uh was enough information for them to go, they must be on this planet? Yes. And the electric, so whatever. In, in all of Star Trek, electric in all of the in all of the Milky Way galaxy. I mean, I assume so. It's only one planet that matches that. I mean, Narek. Do you remember? Like, I think we have to take that as a buy because as soon as Narek saw it, he was like, oh, "Okay, I know where it is." Like in in the meditation chamber. Okay, so but like you know how like 
in every episode of Star Trek where Jordy's trying to work something out with a computer. Sure. Because he loves it so much. Right. And sometimes and sometimes he, having sex with it. Yeah. And he's like, hey, uh, computer, uh, how many of these elements are known to exist on the ship? Uh, 4,485. Right. And how many of those are blah, 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 blah. 600, 400. You know what I mean? You're saying they're not doing that here. Yeah. And I'm also <laughs> saying like, it's probably like the the broken images that they have from the android brain yeah i don't know that they would be specific enough this is a classic nitpick i'll i'll go i'll see you later he's alive <laughs> buddy you just got yeah. another medal of valor it's almost undetectable it's a trick and if it isn't we just let him die he attacked us he has no one but himself to blame quite a quite a you know you're seeing the holes in the morality clause here well, she, of these of these androids, she's emotional, and he kind of fucked with her. Yeah, the difference between killing an attacking enemy and watching a wounded one die. There he's acting he like Picard. I agree. He's been acting like Picard since he clapped. That's <laughs> right. They tricked him. They tricked you because they. Put- I, I thought this was cool that he was using the cloak as a to project a false image. That was sure. neat. Did you like seven of oh, the board? That was cube great. And Although, immediately crashing it. Yeah. But that, that I think is the problem. Andy's got the freshest breath around. Oh man, I really took too many in my mouth. It's very strong. <laughs> um, that to me is this is like this is a good example of the good and the bad of this show. The fucking Borg cube coming through the transwarp conduit, making that noise, just fucking coming to the rescue, and it's all set up wrong. She like blew it with the with saving the Borg. Uh-huh. We knew that she was in control of it, and uh-huh. then she disconnects from it. Uh-huh. She comes in, and then she just crashes. Uh-huh. It's like if you had saved that for like all the Romulans arrive, how are we going to survive? And then she shows up and starts kicking ass with a giant Borg cube. Sure. Why are you not doing that? Because they need the Borg Cube to be on the planet for some reason. Unless they're bringing a bunch of Borg Cubes later to to show up and fight them. Well, I mean, why else would the Borg Transwarp Conduit open up right there? What do you mean? Like, the conduit opens up at the planet. Uh Uh-huh. Why else would the Borg have a conduit that opens right at the planet, this planet? Other than if they're going to all show up later? Or these Borg are aware of this planet have know about it and it's like the fucking birth of the Borg or something some bullshit time travel thing happens I don't know I'm just trying to think of terrible things that we could see I I wouldn't mind seeing all the Borg show up to fight the Romulans if that's what they're leading for I just don't like how they handle this because this would have been cool on its own. That would also have been better if Seven was leading the charge of a bunch of Borg cubes, that somehow she made some kind of a, an alliance with the Borg. Yeah, but I like that she's having to deal with the tattered Borg ship on the planet and the XBs apparently are all surviving. I feel like that raised too many questions that were unanswered. This in the show does episode. not shy away from raising too many questions. No. The show is only built on questions. It's true. Giant flower? There's also a lot of weird moments like that in the show where it's like, what is it? Or tell me more about it. It's the thing that we're all looking at. It's a giant flower, I guess. And and it's going to take... It's going to take us all in. I'm pretty sure we just call them orchids. All power's gone. What do we do about it? Nothing. 
he says all power is gone. He doesn't mean all power is gone, does he? He does mean all power is gone. Now, would they all, would there be a... There's enough oxygen in the ship. They'd be floating, but right. they're strapped into their seats, which I don't mind because right. they reasoned it. Right. Everybody's strapped in, so no one has to float. Right. Power's out. Okay. Yeah. There's enough oxygen in there. Okay. And then they get pulled into the atmosphere. So let me just say, uh, dang, you did something okay. I wonder why the, the synths didn't build more ships. More ships. Oh, like probably because, like, oh, every time we build a ship, they get murdered. <laughs> it's also, I don't know. Wouldn't Commodore O be like, oh, you've made first contact with these two artificial life forms. That's excellent. I'll be right there. And just quietly show up. Quiet, show up, take them captive, or befriend them, find out where they're from, then send your armada in. Well, not just have one captain kill both of them. Maybe she assumes that they already know she's that they already know a Romulan she's spy. a Romulan spy. The the uh, the tell she are her Jadvash. Who who knows that already? The, the Picardness people. No, no, I'm talking about on the Ibn Majad. Oh, oh, Rios's ship, Rios's Starfleet ship. Okay, when he makes first contact with beautiful flower, yes. and. The Soji uh, doppelganger. Yeah. Like, just feels like... Oh, just take them. Just feels like another tactical error on Commodore O's part. It's too much of a giant incident. Yeah. Well, it's also like... Also, it doesn't have to be a giant incident. Right. It just could be whatever... You know what I mean? I do. I'm just... I don't know. You just... They seed so many questions that I have so many more questions. JL? Thank you for coming, everyone. What just happened? So, this is uh, dementia, basically? Uh, I thought yeah, he was having I mean, a it's vision. Not, it's not really clear what. Iridian uh, syndrome. Iramata syndrome. Iramata syndrome. Duh, it is dementia like. Uh-huh. Should I look it up on on uh, memory alpha no, so it can it describe what say exactly what we're, what we're saying? You really want to go back out? This is so weird. Yeah, but like this is a thing that they have to do. Because they mentioned it in episode two and haven't touched it since. And now we're seven episodes into a ten-episode series. Seven episodes later, we have to remind everybody of what his thing is. Right. Because it hasn't thread. The ball has been dropped. Right. More than ever. I may never pass this way again. Welcome back. So, hang on. Are we to understand that he had that little vision because he... I don't know. I guess it could be anything. Iramata syndrome always replaces something that happened six weeks ago in your brain. It's anything you want it to be. It's a bullshit thing. But also, like, you're using an old tricorder. Yeah. Agnes. Why not make it like a tricorder we recognize? Just for the fan service of it all. I was wondering about You're that. not above bringing in Riker. 
<laughs> just fucking put a put a Star Trek TNG era time <laughs> tricorder in your hand. You know what? There, is, there might be a rights issue to some of the designs. You think so? I think somebody somebody was suggesting to me that maybe that was that was the reason they didn't use the actual Enterprise in that. That's episode. incorrect. They might not have. No, had that the, was just a, that was a creative directive where oh. they said you have to make it make it whatever percentage it was different. That was just literally for Gretchen and Aaron going. Just make it different enough that it's not toward what it end? has to look. Uh, we wanted to like match Discovery's sort of design, and to do that, you needed to sort of just creatively look a little bit different. Is it an alternate timeline though, or it's just a different iteration? No, it's a different. It's just it's just what the Enterprise looks like on Discovery. It's not a rights issue. That's been debunked. I don't understand. But but are you saying that they're the Enterprise that we know, the all the Enterprises we know... Are the same. This is a different Enterprise version mm. that happened somewhere at some other time. No. We're say, you're saying that the, say, the Enterprise from TOS, this is that Enterprise. Yeah. Well, that's insane. What's insane about it? Because just make it look the same. Like, you can make but the Klingons it, look but different, it, but... But then it would look very out of place among everything else they have. Aren't, isn't the rest of this theoretically supposed to be building around what we already know to be canon? Even if even the Klingon thing, it's like, well, they're slowly becoming the Klingons we know. No, they just. I, th- I feel like they creatively went back and gave them hair because of the uh, sort of outcry. Uh huh. I think it was just Brian Fuller at the time going, "Let's make them different." Just like, just like you know, Roddenberry was like. We're doing a motion picture. Let's make the Klingons different. Mm-hmm. You know, just like they were like, we need the Enterprise to look updated a little bit. But, isn't but that, at least in that, they had a story reason. Hasn't that like, also kind of been twenty-five years after the fact? Yeah, it was kind of addressed. Addressed. Yeah. So if you want to wait twenty-five years, they might address the Klingon thing. But I guess to me, the the Roddenberry decision is more is more like, oh, we have a bigger budget. And they, they they inherently have a much bigger budget than they used to on these. The yeah. pilot for Discovery cost sixty million dollars. I mean, I guess you could argue that the original Enterprise isn't as involved as as that Enterprise, but the original it's a different time now. Like, what do you mean? People want to see the same Enterprise, and the original Enterprise is totally believable within like, the context of what we're looking. Well, why at. didn't this bother you when Pike showed up in a uniform that was different? Because that that's prior to the pike we know so your 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 surmising your theory is and andy's theory if i may yeah that over the next seven years of star trek with pike yeah the ship will slowly turn into the tos enterprise that's what i would like that's what everyone would like but it's not gonna happen well, that's unfortunate <laughs> because they're just I mean you gotta get over it I had to get over it a long time ago Andy I yeah. had to get over it when I was hosting After Trek because right. if I had let that drive me crazy it would have driven me crazy yeah like just the fact that the discovery is <laughs> it was like a proto it was not a prototype ship it was a fucking something class ship and the registry number was 1031 but the Enterprise was already out there and the Enterprise is 1701 so then the registry numbers aren't going in order. I retconned that for them. Yeah. I told them that the when the keel was built, they had assigned the registry number, but it sat until the, they went to war and then they finished it. Mm-hmm. 
that was me retconning it for them. The reality of it was Brian Fuller's favorite holiday is Halloween. That's why it's one zero three one. Oh man, really? Am I breaking your brain here? That's really upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it is what it is. It's just like you gotta you gotta join me on the side of of uh, <laughs> if you're gonna say accepting it for what it is. I do not think no, that's no, no. your side. <laughs> well, on Discovery, it is for for the most part. Uh-huh. Yeah, but this Picard, I thought. Remember when I was like losing my mind about the enterprise in this series being the refit the not the refit enterprise but the but the discovery enterprise uh-huh. when they show all the enterprises up on the uh when he walks into starfleet yeah and i like was losing my mind over that that was what that's the primary thing i'm talking about but that's just not what's happening i hate to break it to you yeah i hear what you're saying it's just that was why i lost my mind over it and I was like, you explaining, you you sort of like put me in a, like you just gave me a hypo spray to like knock me out a little bit to go, uh-huh. it'll it'll turn into that ship. Right. <laughs> but the reality of it is it's not going to turn into that ship, Andy. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but <laughs> all this things. to be said, I wish they had just given her a tricorder that looked like a tricorder. Yeah. That we had seen. So, and, and I agree. Mister? A bit confused. We have Chris manually open the shutters. I didn't know there were shutters. I, I didn't know there were windows. The ship seems all right, but we have no power. Nothing works. I didn't know how I was going to run a scan on you. And then I found this, an old school medical tricorder. We also took so much time for that moment. <laughs> you were really out. Why wouldn't you just do the thing? What, you and I? Injury. No, oh, I mean exactly to your yes, point. Like, like, it's so much dialogue it's also, about this thing. It's also just like, why are you beyond doing that? Just do it. Yeah. Make me happy. Sure. Show me an old tricorder. Uh, might just be a tricorder showing its age. This is also so much time on this. Or... I suspect the tricorder is fine. I also, I guess I, I would accept that she's more emotional and that's why she'd be all broken up. Yeah. But none of these people should care about them, each other the way that they've known each other for like a few weeks tops. None of these people should care. She's well, Rafi and John Luke. They've known each other. They serve Rafi. I see. Rafi. I get. Yeah, and I think really all you're seeing is Rafi and Agnes, whose mind is broken. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I mean, I she's think super it works. emotional. I think it works. Uh-huh. I think her mind is just just a, a, a cheese grater at this point. Yeah. yeah. You okay? Can I please have your attention? I'm going to tell you something that I'm going to have another full scene with Elnor next, and I just had another scene with Dr. Gerardi before. Uh-huh. Go on, Captain. <laughs> All right, don't rush me. Is there anyone else that's not in the room that I'm going to have to... Oh, seven of nine. Have you going to see seven of oh, nine? Oh, good. I can't wait to tell her the same thing. Make sure that she and Elnor are separated so I can have that conversation. Twice. This, this is what I'm, I'm going to say. This is the show's... I would even say it's it's primary fatal flaw in terms of storytelling. They split all the stories up 
parallel storytelling, fine, no problem with it. Yeah. And then every time a character enter re-enters the story, you have to restack. They don't have to, but they choose to have these long scenes. Why don't you just shortcut it and have the character go? That's incredible about his his you know his syndrome. That's amazing like later and just move past it like and i get it you want to have each character's reaction but a lot of these characters like gerardi we don't need her reaction she just met picard like okay i'll buy rafi we want to see her reaction oh man it is frustrating (laughs) way to exterminate them one more thing uh i have a brain abnormality (laughs) i've known for years Uh, i never had any symptoms so i never thought much about it. However, just before we left the Earth, I learned that my condition was more acute. The prognosis was terminal, and there is no effective treatment. There will be no further discussion. Anyone who treats me like a dying man will run the risk of pissing me off Is that clear? (laughs) Good. Status and situation, Rios. Um. So that's that's the moment (laughs) where that thing from episode two now seems to be playing the biggest role possible for the last two episodes. Is it? I don't know. Seems like it's more just a speech you made. Survived the snake had attack in the three times, structurally intact, but the orchid doctor systems offline, including power. Raffi, Gerardi already tells him. Class M planet, smaller and denser than Earth. Before that uh, space flower knocked us offline, our sensors showed a small settlement, Capelia Station. I'd say we're about five or six kilometers from there. Tell us about it. I think that I was born there. They have shops. But I'm pretty sure that I didn't live and, there very uh, long before Maddox took Dodge and me away. Pretty sure. Make My pretty memories good hot dogs. are all jumbled. It's like watching a hollow that I know I've seen before but can't really remember. Do they hate us? I really don't think so. What you said about Data, how he was open-minded, unprejudiced, free of bias... They crashed my ship without even asking my name. I don't know. That feels a little biased to me. Rafi. It's it's very... I'm confused, Andy. (laughs) Just like by what they're trying to get across with the... You know, you sort of got Rios, who's like... I mean, these these guys seem like they're assholes. They're going to try to kill us. We should probably do something about it. So you have that sort of mentality. Then you have Picard's mentality. There's good in them, and, you know, we should uh, talk to them, and, and, and I'll talk to the Federation, and it'll be great. So you have mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then you have Commodore O, who essentially has just, like, has the accelerated thought process of Rios, mm-hmm. which is we got to kill them right. before they destroy everything. Right. And you have Gerardi, who also thinks that, but then loves that loves the idea of the synths because of the connection to Maddox, and therefore is like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, and is, and she's like, uh, I'll die for you guys. Right. 
I'm, I'm, it's just all it's all confusing. Well, I mean, I believe that they're leaving it all confusing so that they can do reveals like they're leaning into with Jana, where it's like, oh, but are some of them evil, or is there a larger threat, or is there? But then, what are you telling us? That's what are you telling problem. us, showrunners? It's just like they. It's like okay, have your have your little secrets, but then. If you're going to do that, you have to give us what the story is in the meantime before you reveal what the secrets yes, are. <laughs> like, what is, what are you telling us? I am watching a Star Trek series, Andy, where yeah. I have no idea who to root for. Yeah. And that has never happened in the history of Star Trek series. In some ways, that might be part of the reason that the Picard thing is so frustrating. Because in the original series, not the original series, in, in TNG, um... He's kind of our North Moral Star. Compass. Yeah. Yes. He's the person that we're following. And so it's like, oh, that's that's how we're supposed to feel about it. Like, even if we might feel how Worf is feeling, really how Picard feels is how we should feel. Right. And we can't do that here because he's befuddled most of the time. It's very confusing. I will say something I like. Another positive. Uh-huh. I like the little La Serena logo. On the side of the ship right there, Andy. You got a little mermaid. Oh, neat. I never, I didn't notice that until the crash landing. I do like the design of the ship. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Hope. And the effects And are the odds make poor bedfellows. True. Meaningless, but true. Synthville is in the opposite direction. We could split up. Hugh is my friend, too. Anyway, we should probably stick together. In case we run into any... Homicidal fungus. Glad we discussed this. Now we know we're going together. <laughs> we're going to the board. We could have just gone and not had the discussion. But here we are. Seems pretty reasonable that we'd want to go check out the board queue to see if uh, Elnor is there. Here's <sighs> a board queue. This is another thing. Well, I like this. Locutus. Hi. <laughs> Picard, you're alive. Locutus, you, you owe me some pay from my time on your cube. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you say Locutus or did you call me the cutest? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and he left everybody. There's an Andy shaped hole in the wall. He sprinted out of here as fast as he could. I was feeling bad about my joke. And then oh, somehow... I'm here to make you feel better. <laughs> but also, I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> Sorry, my brain thing. <laughs> this fills me with joy. Heads up. <gasps> it's seven. What's she doing here? Clean up oh, we know. Messes. I don't believe it. <laughs> it's the same thing. Minutes, I felt. have a big entrance for her. We've seen her in the past episode. He saw her a couple of episodes ago. Why is he Connected so shocked? Why is it such a big entrance? Well, everything. I saw lost Nonetheless, I like the Voyager theme appearing there. The snakehead chasing it. Oh, I didn't even hear it. Oh, yeah. But when she came in. Da, 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 da. I'll take your Dutta's go word back. for it. You oh, I just it. didn't hear it. That's all. I didn't. I'll listen. We listen now. Everybody loves Andy, right? He probably is. I just wasn't listening that closely. 
Judas. What really makes it even more extreme, her entrance. Picard, you're alive. This fills me with joy. Heads up. Oh, there it is. So you're here to help with the cleanup, or do you just make messes? I don't believe it. What a weird moment. We know it's her. It's so weird. They're acting like we're them. We're not them. We know that she's already there. (laughs) You're also acting like... That that would be a great thing if this was the first time we saw Seven. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, or like to my to the thing I was saying before. Or if they're in terrible danger and the cube comes in to save them, Han Solo style. That's yeah, when sure, you do that, you play that theme. Yeah. Wow, that is wild. I did not hear that. Good ear, Andy. Thank you. The replicators back online. Are other systems operational? What do you need? Long-range scanners. They can be. <laughs> he's saying it like he's got a brain problem. <laughs> he, might as, he might as well go, da-doy. <laughs> oh, you fools. You need your scanners. Maybe Picard is Jeffy. <laughs> 218 warbirds. Oh. 218. Mm-hmm. That's not so bad. True. You really only have to worry about the first 109. Is that implying they'll survive the first 109? No, I think that's just a little levity injected by Raffi into that conversation where they were like, oh, we're going to fucking die. But is the joke the first, that they're going to be dead by the first 109? Because wouldn't they be dead long before the first 109? Yeah, yeah, but the joke is. You only have to worry about the first 109. You'll never have to deal with the other 109. Huh. All right. Well, whatever. I mean, look, it's not the cutest of Borg, but... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'll tell you who the cutest of Borg was. There has to Remember be when they opened that drawer and, uh, and uh, that little baby Borg's in there? <laughs> That's the cutest of Borg. That's true. I'm certain I'm looking it up now. <laughs> it must be, right? It must be. Must be a meme. You go ahead. I'll join you. Mm-hmm. I'm torn. You need protection now more than. No, you need to type in the cutest of Borg. T A G. I'm telling Andy how to Google the stupidest. How, how, are, you spe- how, are, you, how are you spelling the uh, cutest? Yeah. The cutest of Borg. Let's see. Oh, here we go. Cutest of Borg. There's already it a t-shirt. It better be that baby. It better be that baby. Uh, it's not coming up. Oh, there it is. Run them back. The no. Here we go. But no. No. I did it, everybody. It was listed. I came up. That's because that's, you know what that is? Uh, that is a that's like uh, you're still high link. SEO bullshit. That's a link line. Oh, click on that subreddit. Someone did it in the subreddit. 2017. Oh. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? Cutest of Borg. Cuteness is irrelevant. You will be assimilated. (laughs) Assimilation is irrelevant. I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) Cultural adept services. How true. Um, Resistant cuteness is futile. All right. Doesn't seem to be a thing. Okay. Well, we did it, everybody. Thank you, people on Reddit. Make your memes.
Make your memes. The XBs need your protection much more than I do. And you must try to get the defensive systems here back online. I'm hearing some static. It might be in the background of the show. I think you're hearing sound design. Probably like some oh. Borg's welding. Oh, okay. Well, that's true of any two people who are saying goodbye. Kyle. Yeah, I think it's Borg's welding. Okay. I'm very, very proud of you. So nice for him to say goodbye to this person he shared four and a half minutes of screen time with. Yep. <laughs> it's really moving. It's really something. Uh, all right. So we get to the compound on Copernicus Station or whatever the hell it's called. What's it called? Capelius. 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 Oh, I wonder if that's a reference to... I think that the the name of the doll that comes to life in the ballet is Capelia, but I could be wrong. Why don't you just look up Capelius? Because that's probably just a reference to some mythology that we're not brushed up on. Yeah, Capelia. Secunda, he did it. Okay, but look up the real thing now. All right. I'm just going to stand by while Andy does this. Capelius. The Sandman. No, no, don't Star Trek it. You got to look at what these writers who think they're I so know, I smart. I was making sure I was spelling it right. The Sandman, is that what you want? Yeah, click on that. What is that story about, Andy? Um, let's see. Ugh, it's long. Here. They, what is it? A known. Uh, the story is told by a narrator who claims to know Lothar. All right. And. <sighs> I'm not advocating this, guys. So there's a protagonist in there who is a narcissistic protagonist with a manic sense of mission. He's touching my computer. Who do you think that is? Picard. Okay. Uh, Nathaniel's fiance, peaceful, judicious, determined. Alchemy in it, so there might be something. Folklore references, interpretations. Seems like they also have they they verbally name check the golem in this, which is odd. I thought that was odd. Yeah, so it's probably just exactly whatever this is. And we don't have time to read the plot summary, but someone else smarter than us figured it out. Thank you. <laughs> Soji. Finally. We've missed you so. This poor lady must have been upset when she read that page in the oh, script no. where she dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she probably was fine with it. Also, how do you kill an android yeah, this is probably a twin all you do is stab it in the eye Apparently. with a hummingbird brooch and know. that kills it i assume they turn it off first i wonder if they all have those data they turn off. it off who turns it off um what's her face but if narek's supposed Jana. to have killed it yeah why is all, why are all of the androids like on board with this narrative yeah. of like oh yeah, yeah yeah that's probably exactly what happened that romulan killed her right by killed stabbing the, her in the eye the superpowered being <laughs> stabbing her in the eye that's like what the fuck are you talking about yeah that's that is step 900 of dumb yeah step 900 of dumb the Matt Matt Myra story uh these are my friends Captain Jean-Luc Picard Data's captain yes I feel surprisingly moved May I? 
Great if he, she plucked his eye out. Mines. May I? Hummingbird. Ah! Just, uh, just stuck a hummingbird in her eye. Grief. Endurance. Welcome, all of you. You completed your mission? Yes. Your face tells me that this success brings bad news. A fleet of Romulan warbirds is on its way, coming to destroy us all. These orchids, how many more do you have? I like that even though they're since, they still put in the... uh, And also that that they did not tell the extras to talk to each other. And yet they're still putting in the background. Oh, shit. Oh, no, no. Fifteen. We now have ten. We can make more given time. You have two days. Excuse me. Excuse me, please. Pardon me. I'm about to make an entrance. <laughs> Admiral Jean-Luc Picard, retired. I take it my face looks familiar. I feel as if I'm looking at data. Data, if he'd gotten old and gone soft, must be disturbing. I know it is for me. Dr. Alton Inigo Sung, mad scientist. My father had me, but he created Data. In fact, he never let me forget. Get this man some water. Organics are. So let's just let's just let's just jump back here in the timeline, shall we, Andy? All right. Okay. <laughs> data is activated 17 years before he's on the Enterprise, correct? Sounds right. 17 or 27. Let's just say it's 17 for the sake of 17 years. Okay. Okay. So Data is built 17 years before uh, I think it's 27. What did you just type in? Oh. Data activated how long before TNG? Setting out the... Uh... Scroll down. Oh, you're just going right into memory alpha. Thank God it's not memory beta. Oh. Well, you should say activated oh. at the born, you know, like in the bio up there. Up, 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 up. There. Oh. Born February 22nd, 2338. Okay, and then the Enterprise, he dies in uh, 2383, 87? Uh, 2379. 2379. So Data is how old then? Uh, 40. 40? No. 41? 41. Okay, so if he's 41 years old, yeah. let's just say Data's 41 years old. Yeah. When, he, when we find Dr. Sung on the planet... Uh, bullshit there. Remember when uh, he activates that beacon that sends lore and data back? Yes. But for some reason it doesn't work on Jeffy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Jeffy was... Maybe, maybe it worked, but Jeffy just couldn't find his way back. <laughs> sure. That's how Jeffy got disassembled on that planet. I must go back. Oh, <laughs> chocolate sauce. Uh, chocolate fountain. So if that's... If he's 40 years before... I mean, how old is Dr. Soong? Go back to Dr. Soong. Now let's talk about Dr. Sung. Let's figure out how old he is. Dr. Noonien Sung, creator. It doesn't say it doesn't say when he was born. It only says he died in 2367. Well, you'd agree that he probably looks like 120 years old, right? Right, correct. So let's say, let's, let's knock 40 years off of that. 
Okay. Okay. So he's 80 when he has this guy? Or, I mean, how old is Brent Spiner now? This is going to be a fun game. 60? I guess what I'm saying is, I don't buy that Dr. Sung had a data, had a Brent Spiner aged child. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. <laughs> that is never mentioned. Spiner 71. Even though we meet, we meet, uh, he looks good. That's a good 71. I agree. Hell yeah. Patrick Stewart, 79. Way to go, Spiner. Jeez, I hope Patrick Stewart's going to do okay during all this. Uh, me too. He's not far from here. Uh, I think that the... Um, I just don't buy that this is actually Sung's son. This is either an android created by Maddox, uh-huh. or when Maddox fled, he took Lore with him. Now... Um, am I to understand that Data was supposed to have aged? Yes, he had an aging program built in. So isn't it possible this is Data or some version of Data? Why wouldn't he be like, Captain, it's me, it's Data. You were thinking this is Lore? Is that what you were theorizing? Yes. Yeah. Because Data wouldn't lie, Lore would. Right. And we saw Data blow up. Right. So, whatever. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, the other theory I had was that Jaina was was lore. Okay. Because Jaina was uh, so clearly acting lore-like. Lore-like. Do they have emotions? Unclear, right? How many of them I do? I feel or like don't. they're implying that many of them, if not all of them do. Many of them do, which would make this work beyond Sung's, right? Right. Although Data's emotion chip works pretty good with Data. Yeah, I think he had it. He just hadn't worked out a way to not make them a threat. Mm-hmm. Like he'd already had, like Lore has emotions, right? Yes. It's just Lore is not. Well, Lore. Cool. Did the thing. <laughs> Lore did the thing that these. Um, that the Romulans fear, right? Lore. Right. Tried to destroy people. Yeah. Yeah. He saw them as less than and decided to destroy them it doesn't even necessarily seem like their concern is about the synths rebelling it's that they will their presence will activate this other race or being or whatever of synth like creatures that will arrive and destroy everybody yeah so like i guess my question is how many times are romulan armadas going in and destroying planets that have artificial life being built or close to being finished yeah but that's not really my question my question in this whole thing was do you buy it do you think this is dr sung's son i mean i buy it because they're you're, you're saying do i think that this is a mislead yes. or um no i think this is what he's supposed to be i don't i think that it's possible that they will reveal that he's evil but I think he is supposed to be Sung Sun. I think he's... They don't even need to reveal that he's evil. He is evil. I mean, he's trying to get his mind transferred into an android so that he could live forever. Well, that would imply that he was a human. Which is like what the... Uh, wasn't there a doctor that tried to be immortal and tried to put his brain in a computer core? Remember that? Like season two? Of which TNG? One? Yeah, that sounds right. He was old and... F- remember... Uh, whatever. But I guess I'm saying if he's doing that, that would suggest he is human, which would suggest or that he is Sung Sun. It would suggest that the Sung aging program has an end to it, which was unclear uh-huh. at any point. Lore has discovered that it has an end to it, and Lore's trying to find a way out. That would be 
pretty cool, I think. Not all machines here, you no. know. No, I don't know. Come, Admiral. I don't know anymore. I think that would be pretty a long cool. Time. Welcome home, my dear. Well, we better hear the whole story. Come with me, please. So it's all my fault. I led the Romulans right to us. Somebody, that's gotta be some. That's somebody's house up yeah, in the hills. Somewhere. I would assume so. Should we buy it? No. <laughs> live there together. Okay. Cordoned off. You saved. You saved it. I'm so sorry. I didn't realize we'd live there together. Yeah. Think of how much podcasting we could do, Matt. You don't even know you know. Unfortunately, the band brought out the deceptive side of Bruce Maddox. I might even call it devious. They didn't really so, circle back to that, do they? They do. Oh, they do. With that fucking flute hit when she appears. That's the devious side of Bruce Maddox. Uh-huh. I assume. Otherwise, it's bad editing. Not literal, though. They don't. Ha- they don't. In- they don't literally circle back to it. No, but like, watch it again. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. And it just saying. seems like yeah, that's yeah. what they're saying. Like, there's no reason to do that L cut where you're on Picard's back over that dialogue. I can tell you, all this feels like it's leading up to a long series of speeches of exposition in the finale of. Well, Maddox was, he was on the side of good when he created Dodge and Soji, and he did this. But then also, these other people were working against him, and they created whatever, and Jana and the other things. And so it's like, there's going to be a tremendous amount of exposition explaining all the sides of this. Because it took them so long to get to some story? Yes. <laughs> the band brought out the deceptive side of Bruce Maddox. I might even call it. And then we're on Picard's back. <gasps> Admiral? Like. Flip. That's exactly what we're supposed to think, right? Yeah. That she is the devious side. So you think it's a mislead, or you think Welcome. that it's no? I think that heavy-handed. Heavy-handed. Yeah, yeah. There's no misleading here. Right. It's I, all heavy-handed. It doesn't seem to be much. Of course, Bruce. I warned him that his plan might draw unwanted attention. Soji, you and Bruce may have saved us all. You may have brought us all kinds of trouble But you have also brought us answers That's Jana No, no, this is Sutra Jana was her sister More importantly, you've brought us in for What happened? Do you know her? Do you know? Like, like, why doesn't that question follow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> From uh, Sung? Sung Sun? Yeah we can just call him Sung now. Yeah, I guess so. I guess we can call him Sung Sun, but Sung Sun sounds like a really great Mortal Kombat playable character. <laughs> but his death was utterly necessary. And now? When I think back to that day. A uh, day few I days ago. Killed Bruce. I can remember pretty clearly because like it just happened. You're out of your goddamn mind. Maybe she was. Maybe these pitiful Romulans have been pointlessly driving themselves insane for centuries, trying to... I much rather, right, I much rather would have been, this is the solution. The Romulans have been pointlessly driving themselves insane for centuries. The Jat Vash was a fucking pointless organization. Yeah. Uh, 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 The next adventure, like, this episode should be like, we must go to that planet. Right? The androids f- 
fix the La Serena in 12 seconds. Uh-huh. Then the androids and Picard and the Motley crew go to the planet that has the knowledge vortex. Yeah. What's the knowledge vortex? It's the Conclave of Eight. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they go there. The androids decipher it. And they just get to tell the Romulans, like, oh, you, you guys are real dumb. This was never meant for biological life form. It was for us. Uh, and uh, we come in peace and nothing's going to happen. Don't worry. Right. Like, I would have much preferred that. Right. To that vision was correct. Right. <laughs> it is going to bring the end of days. Right. You can come try to stop us, but we're going to call the even bigger batter batter thing. Right. Yeah, that is it. They they present it as though it's going to be a reversal and it's not a no, reversal. Not at all. Which is what they generally intended. do in this show. Yeah. For organic minds at all. You believe that the admonition is intended for synthetic minds. That's what I'd like to find out. How? We had one ship. We lost it when we lost Janna and Flower. Even if we had a transwarp tunnel, that wouldn't... Oh, I don't need to go anywhere at all. I would have much Good performances rather, by Lisa Briones. Sure. I would have much rather... She's English. That's impressive. Oh, no, she's American. Less impressive? She Well, I don't know. I thought it was all f- fake-o accents. Um, she's from London. Wait a minute. Yeah, she's born in London, but she's American. So who knows? Continue, Matt. Um, I wish they had just, like... This would be a nice... By the way, this would be a nice way to introduce this brain scan android. You know, this android that's sitting there on the threshold of tra- mind transfer into this android. Yes. Which, by the way, Dr. Sung already figured out. Uh-huh. That happened in an episode of Star Trek you haven't seen. It's in season six or seven, <laughs> I believe. Really? Sung has already got this all figured out. Okay. Which is wh- more why I think this is not Dr. Sung's son. Yeah. Uh, so, transferring of the consciousness. Here's what we do. We take, we take uh, Allison Pill over to this room mm-hmm. and they just scan her mind in there instead of introducing an android that can mind meld I don't know why I'm bumping on that so much um, you can I mean I hear what you're saying I, I just yeah I don't know I guess based on the progressions that we're talking about with Soji I accept that this is something that she could have learned but this is not Soji this is a less advanced model but we don't know how less advanced. You got yellow eyes. You're less advanced. <laughs> Just thinking this to this eyes. Also, maybe she's faking it somehow. The dance of division. Maybe and it's some kind of electrical Imperfect. process. Finite. Organic life evolves. It's also like, why does this thing have Federation symbols in it? The vision. Yes. I don't know. It's part of the future. Yearns for perfection. But oh, you mean from the other, from the alien race? Yeah, that's fair. Well, I mean, unless it's like having to do with like if this ties back to the end of season two of Discovery, which we have not seen the end of yet, I'm going to be like so confused and furious. <laughs> so data's in this vision. Oh uh, yeah. Right. 
But organics perceive this perfection as a threat. The Starfleet symbol, right? You go back, this android, this white android, has the Starfleet symbol on his chest. Hang mm-hmm. on. But organics perceive this perfection as a threat. Uh huh. Like, let's see. Gears 55. Deep learn computing, telebox, manipulation, magic hand, rehabilitation, neurocomputer, synapse. I'm just reading the screen, everybody. It's, I'm saying words like a lunatic. Um, so again like this ancient thing has the federation programmed into it I mean maybe they well so it would have been when this would have been billions of years old or millions of years a couple hundred thousand years or something like that I don't know what the fuck's going on I agree with you what do we do about this Andy I guess it's some kind of a. Should we stop doing? Wait, unless it's that's indica- indicative of the fact that it's all a lie, but I don't think that's what it's saying. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is. Okay, great. Then it's all a lie. Yeah, I kind of feel like what they're doing is it's sort of like, well, this isn't the exact message. This is sort of they're what they're talking about kind of came to pass, and these are the ways that it came to pass. But I agree with you. When you put a finger on it, it's just like, wait, what? really missed butterflies so I made my own I wanted to talk about Bruce he spoke of you often I might almost how does this Sung guy stay off the grid the entire time yeah how unless in his leaving hear me out I'm not interrupting you well, this is for everybody listening at home, too. This is not for <laughs> no. Bruce Maddox. Maybe there's two drawers at the Daystrom Institute. One drawer has B4. One drawer has lore. Okay. He pulls the lore drawer because lore is more advanced. He's like, this is going to be... I'm going to start with lore. Pulls the lore drawer, this, takes it with him. This Maddox. Is soon? Oh, Maddox, okay. Right? All right. Pulls the drawer with lore in it. Uh-huh. Flees to this planet. Right. Starts his work. Right. First thing he does is, I'm going to reprogram lore. I'm sorry, I've forgotten. What happened to Data's body? Data's body blew up into a gajillion pieces. It blew up, okay. Very good. Continue. Um, he takes, he just, he's takes like, essentially body. puts lore in a backpack. Right. And gets in a shuttle uh-huh. and flies off to this planet. Okay. Lands at this planet. Right. Remember what he wanted to do to Data? Mm-hmm. In measure of a man. Dissect him. Yes. Yeah. He has the opportunity here to do that to Lore. Okay. He dissects Lore, figures out his positronic net, goes, oh, and if I did this, 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 neat, 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 turns on Lore. Mm-hmm. Lore decides right. this is Lore, is what I'm saying. They also say that parts of like whatever, just on a, on a, on a molecular or whatever, reduced level that if you take a piece of data, then it becomes, you know, it has a huge part of him in it, at least in the makeup. Right. So, if so you maybe take it's the same thing with lore. A giant part of lore. Right. Then, you know, some of them are lore, some of them are data. Right. I guess what I'm saying is, I think this is, I think this is lore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a dumb thing. 
I'm uh, being very dumb. It seems reasonable. It's yeah, as reasonable it's as anything else. It's stupid. Excessively. His only regret in coming here was leaving. He's also, by the way, Brent Spiner's performance yeah. is very lore. Yes. The uh, the delivery of the lines, right. the breaths that he's taking is very, it's a very lore-like performance. Well, you know what else? If they were going, if they were going to have it really not be lore, then I feel like they would have had more of a moment between Picard and him, how happy he was to see him. Also, but I would have liked, there's, why... Remember, there has been literally no mention of lore yeah. in this entire series. Right. They're acting like Data's the only one. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we know she never mentions V4. V4 is in a drawer somewhere. Never mentions Lol either. She never mentions lore. They never mention Lol. They never mention... Uh, Jeff. Uh, hey, Jeffy, we've seen. The Soong-type android that is essentially Data's mother. Right. Which in an I, episode I haven't you haven't seen. seen. Right, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just letting the uh, impulse engines hum because that's how I, fr- I feel right now. You know what I would love to see? Seven of nine uh, with some Voyager music? Sure. <laughs> Appearing again. <laughs> Seven of nine? You came all the way on the from the other side of the planet to here. <laughs> um, it's like we have to kill Hugh because if Hugh's alive, he'll know that that's lore immediately. Right. Will you? Yeah, because of Descent, you know. Yeah. Part one and two. (laughs) No, I know. Um, This is part one. I was going to say, I wish uh, Moriarty was behind all of it, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. You never know. His program's still out there. Oh, unless it blew up with the Enterprise. In generations. That's a good question. (laughs) Like I didn't have the guts to go with him. What you did. Shame on you, Agnes. This also Put doesn't. A small, I mean, we don't know what Soong's son is like. In a vast darkness. This seems very lower like because he's never been talked about he or heard from. Dead. Like, I mean, even when Data meets Soong, Soong never says anything about it. When Soong's hologram plays for Data, it never. Data never. Soong never mentions it. When uh, the uh, mother android that you haven't seen the episode of who has familiarity with all the colonists on, on, on the planet that Data is from, never mentions this. Yeah. She was also, she would have been his mother. Because the, she was Soong's wife. Oh, yeah. Would you like the chance? An android to was? To give a life. Instead but not an android. It was a real person. Oh. And uh, she was dying. So Soong transferred her consciousness into an android. Mm. Okay. I'm just like, I'm just like, there's like so much of this that is just being left out. Like all very pertinent information to the story they're trying to tell. Well, I assume they're going to reveal. Okay. A lot of it. I can't wait. They have 44 more minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And even if we're going to do three speeches... Have a look at this. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna, just going to be a bunch of speeches about what, what so happened. So take a look at this, right? Yeah. You made a golem. Sure. Have you By the way, Shaban says a lot about golems in uh, Cavalier and I Clay. I bodies. Bruce was a substrates man. 
Recently, I've regained my interest in mind transfer, along with a, a certain sense of urgency. Have you processed the viability of my solution? That can't be the answer, Sutra. What's the alternative? 23 orchids, an old man, and a few friends with phasers? We won't hold out five minutes. Rios will get La Serena flying, and we can get you all out of here. Run, you mean. Run and hide until... Also, like, why not mention the fact that you have a Borg ship you could get up and running? It's true. Anyway, Narek comes back. Spot has a spot, too. I was excited about that. Sure. Don't care. Like, you'll show me a spot, but you won't give me a fucking tricorder? I'd prefer a spot. Who's your friend? This is... Spot two. I'm not really a cat person. They made him. Oh, wow. That's impressive, I guess. Rio seems like he'd totally be a cat person. I'm going to try and get the ship back online. Picard thinks we can get them all out of here. Because he's a loner? I'm gonna yeah, he's, he's a moody here. loner. Dr. Sung has given me the chance to try to complete some work that Bruce left unfinished. <sighs> so they're going to leave Agnes here. Uh... Then for some reason, oh, did you want to play the scene where she says, I love you to Picard? I liked the way that was handled. Did you? How'd you feel about that? You did not like the way it was handled. I don't know. It's fine. I mean, if anyone, After everything there's a grounding. She's just saying she loves him like family, right? She's not saying she loves him, loves him. Correct. I'm just asking. I mean, I don't. It never crossed my mind. I don't know. But I also didn't hear the Voyager music. <laughs> There's the I love you, love you music playing under it. I love you, too. Oh, you don't have to say it back to me. I don't. <laughs> I thought this was. Not unless you want is, to. Now, is he being this sarcastic how there? Picard would... Sorry, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, this feels like Jean Luc Picard. He's, he's being emotionally muted and doesn't know yes. what to do. Yes. Uncomfortable, like when he's around children trapped in a turbo lift. I just think it's jumping back like 30 years. I don't... don't. But so is his brain. Yeah, all right, fine. But then you're putting a lot of stuff in that fucking box. Well, they sure did, aren't they? Gross. Doesn't it seem like they're doing that? Doesn't it seem like they're like now going like, oh, we have this other thing. Do you remember this? Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. Hey. Okay. I love you too, Rafi. Yeah, I guess that is what they're doing. Agnes is having a sleepover. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm a secure hyperfrequency. I have a first contact situation and a priority request to establish diplomatic negotiations diplomatic and to protect immunity. the inhabitants of Gurlian 4 from an incoming Romulan attack. Does he know that? Is he is he hearing that? I mean, there's a lot of L cuts in this that are just odd. Well, he's not in the same room. No, I know. But it does but look like, like it's, it's just like, like that's yeah. what you're like. The editing is interesting in this episode. It's generous. Fantastic. So, Andy, walk me through this. Okay. Uh, I liked the how to Romulus treat their prisoners, and he goes, "We should change the subject." <laughs> <laughs> that was I thought that was a funny line. Yes. Um, and Soji comes. I. Who? How does she, how does he escape? Jana helps him. 
Jana helps him. Yeah. Shut up. You cannot believe a word he says, Saga. Not one word. I'm monitoring his biofunction, Sochi. I'll know when he's lying. He misunderstood. I misunderstood your attempt to murder me? I was afraid that you were going to kill me. It was wrong to have you undergo the Zal market. It did something to your mind. Shut up! It did something to her mind? He's saying she's not acting reasonably right now. Because mm. the Zalmach did something. I love you. Also, what happened to all the scientist people that were on the reclamation project? Oh, good point. Remember her friend that was like, ooh, what a hot Romulan. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? Yeah. And like, they're all about the drums. She's dead? Oh, she's just never. There's like so many scientists there for that orientation day, and then none of them are ever seen again. Maybe she was the one that was screaming when all the Borg got shot into space because the Borg wouldn't have been screaming when they got shot into space. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is he trying to mime meld? She. Uh, he was trying to touch her face, and he forgot there was a shield there. Who among us hasn't done that? As much as I discussed. All right, I'm gonna go to the store. Oh. to you because we are going to rain down fire on this world seems like this is a bad ploy and kill every so-called living thing on it yeah but like also it seems like narc's right here sure. like the way that they're telling the story what do you mean the way that they're telling the story we should want someone to come rain fire on these homicidal androids. Oh, as far as we know, the Romulans are still right. Yes, point. that's yes, what I'm right. saying. Yeah, yeah. Right. And Picard, with his with his dip to do brain <laughs> syndrome, is just being no to do to do to do. Right. Oh, he's got a brain problem. That's why he doesn't agree with the Romulans. Right. I'm very confused by this show and what it wants me to feel and believe. Also, to, to the whole point. It's episode nine, so this is what's when it should be like. And it seemed like you were leaning into an episode eight of like, all right, he's back in the saddle, guys. Yeah. And that's just when you hit him with no nope, full-on dementia. <laughs> he doesn't know how lights work anymore. These were Maddox's old quarters. Yes, I gather that. They were very close. I can tell by that picture. It shows them being very close. When I heard about what Agnes had done to Bruce... I couldn't understand it, let alone imagine myself doing something like that. Something like what? Taking life to save life. Hurting some to save others. I just, I guess I'm just trying to understand the logic of sacrifice. The logic of sacrifice? Hmm, I don't like the sound of that. So you think there is no logic? No calculus of life and death? I think it depends on if you're the person holding the knife. What's he doing there? Uh, being thirsty. Huh. Butsing with his ripped pants. Huh. So, like, where, when does her eye get stabbed? I mean, I guess she comes back, and that's when Jenna plucks out her eye. She thought she was doing the right thing in that moment. 
but now she's horrified by what she did. Did she think she was right? Or did she simply believe she had no choice? Maybe there's no logic in it at all. Maybe all rationales for killing just boil down to fear. The opposite of logic. But what if killing is the only way to survive? Soji? What are we talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I was afraid my desire to kill you would outweigh my immediate need of your services. But look. You can definitely wait. How would you like to get out of here? What are you considering? So, Andy, what's happening? She's like, I need you to do something, and I'm gonna let you. Fr- I'm gonna free you. Uh huh. What does she need? To be a patsy? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, what in my false head, fl- another false flag attack uh-huh. in the episodes in the in the series of false flag attacks. What's a false flag attack? Like Mars. That's exactly what I was thinking yeah. is going on. Yeah. But like, but of course, why? Also, like she she bleeds. <laughs> I'm very confused by these androids. The androids are blood. Are they like more fleshy? I don't know if Who they're screamed? full fleshy. It's what's her face? Oh, the doctor from the cube, the old, the friend of Soji. No, this lady, the that's... friend of Soji, we haven't seen since the episode where she said Narek was hot and Romulans are all about drama. <laughs> she she got off the cube and ran over there and screamed. <laughs> Could be. Poor sweet saga. Oh, yeah, and like, he did scream. It's him. Yeah. That's a good question. I guess the other person ran away. Or is that what <laughs> or is the so idea sounds like when he screams? Yeah. Wait. <laughs> we didn't see her dead yet, right? This is the first time we see her dead? Correct. Oh, okay. Then it's it's applied that she screamed. Oh, is it? Yeah. I think that's what No. Applied. We saw her dead, didn't we? I didn't know. we just see I'm her confused because you're jumping back. I'm forth. confused yeah. as well. Anyway. Guys, I hope you're as all confused as we are watching the show. How would you like to get in general. Oh, she so she hears the scream, and then comes upon Soong, right? Right. So yeah, so I think she that's... screams, and instantaneously Soong is there. So Soong uh-huh. is involved in this, right? This plot, yeah. This ploy, uh-huh. right? It's gambit, yeah. <laughs> what did you do to your beautiful eye? I should have killed him. I wanted to kill him. I wish Sung looked up and was like, oh, no, no, I was just sad because, like, I'm out of this particular eye. <laughs> hey, hey, follow me. Boop, pops another one in. Oh, that was weird. It tried to stab me in the eye. Oh, it did, huh? I have two color eyes. That's cool. Yeah. Like, it's just like, what are you telling me about androids? They live. Didn't, uh... The organics came. And now we have lost another sister. Um, I'm organic. Always turn on us. Hunt us. Kill us. In one day, our enemies will be here with overwhelming force, intent on exterminating us. That gives us just enough time. Just enough time for what? When I melded with her mind, I experienced this so-called admonition. But unlike you, I understood it. For you, it was a warning. For us, 
It was a promise. Apparently there are some sort of higher synthetic beings out there watching us. The subspace frequencies needed to contact them are encoded in the admonition. Dr. Soong and I have designed a suitable beacon to summon them. We can have it transmitting before the Romulan fleet arrives. Why? So that no more of my children have to die. This new federation unites synthetic life forms in a powerful alliance spanning galaxies. They don't new federation? So is this star future Starfleet? Well, he's saying the changed federation. No, no. Oh, the new federation is the, the other. Of the synthetic life forms. Yeah, yeah. So what's your question? Is this the future Starfleet? That's what he would like it to be. No, no, but is it? I don't think so, because it's implying that they're evil. What have we been sitting through? Nine episodes hammering us over the head of everyone's evil. <laughs> oh, there you go. I don't know. Their purpose is to seek out advanced synthetic life. I think the overall... Their purpose is to seek out advanced synthetic life. Like It's like the Starfleet fucking seek out new life and new civilizations and boldly go where no one has gone before. Now, Andy, I'm going to have to like just take a beat here. Okay. If they're going towards this artificial intelligence being what are you looking for? Nothing. The exit. <laughs> we all are. <laughs> oh, whatever. I don't care. No, no. Finish it. I'm just saying it's like it just seems like there's two I'm I'm worried that there are so many balls in the air at this point that there's no graceful way to catch them all at episode 10. Well, I I think that leads to what sort of I was saying, which is I think the only way the only way to finish it is to have a bunch of people going, "But what I was doing was this." Yes. From the oppression by organics. Excise? Let's say they eliminate the threat of extermination that all organic life forms ultimately pose. Did you just say all are you and your federation any different from the Romulans? Banning synthetics was just a way of exterminating us in advance. So, you're going to destroy us all. You will become mass murderers. I'm not like you, Picard. I will rescue those I can rescue. My people will survive. And you will fulfill their prophecy. You will become the destroyer after all. Everyone, after the ban, after the Ibn Majid, I understand why you did not trust the Federation, why you might not have trusted me. But I have a ship, and there is room for all of you. I will see to your safety. And when you are safe, I will become an advocate on your behalf. I will speak to the federation with your voice the problem here is there's no world where anybody in the audience is believing that this is a thing that could happen yeah because we've seen him fail at this exact thing already right and he's going to he would fail at it again given the opportunity to so this is played up for nobody's purposes so is that the point that is the point of this scene that we know he can't deliver on that yes then what's the point of the speech exactly it's so weird I mean, I don't know. Unless it goes back to that thing of just like, it's a man who's lost his power. 
It's like the old Picard would not have given a speech about what his promises are, like a politician. He would have given a speech about the moral... Yes. The, the higher moral issues yes. and, like, don't become like the people that are hunting Like, you. he would have invoked Data and said Data's programming never allowed him to kill like this or right. whatever. There's another way. Yeah. The eloquence, the conviction, they don't know what hit them. This is very Lorelai. Oh, back on Earth, yeah. kids. They didn't listen to him after the attack on Mars. And they're not going to believe him now. We're going to have to place you under house arrest. What? We can't let you walk around free, Admiral. You'll have us all doubting ourselves, losing our conviction. We can't have that. Can we, Soji? No. We can't. Soji. Wherever we go, Picard, they will find us. This isn't the Romulan rescue. We can't be your means of redemption. Why only one of these androids is programmed to find Picard, Dodge, and Soji isn't, is very beyond me. You know what I mean? Like no. The second Soji, the second Dodge gets activated, mm-hmm. her mother program tells her to find Picard. Okay. The second that da- that Soji gets activated, she doesn't know who Picard is, has no knowledge of him, no desire to see him, no trust for him. Okay. Why would the twins have different programming in that sense? Yeah, that's valid. We're too busy trying to serve Her too. No, don't lock me up. I know I don't deserve it. I know I don't deserve I don't deserve to be be locked up you all of you are the culmination of everything I've worked for my whole life everything that has ever mattered to me I've been through so much to get here and now I'm finally where I belong if you don't want to do it for me do it for him let me help him survive what's coming she has been a, quite a help to me. I suppose she's close to a that mother. A look? Any of you will ever know. A mother would die for her children. Would you? I will know if you're lying. Yes. Good. Agnes. Take him away. Of course, you make the bald ones take me away. <laughs> Long-range sensors show minimal planetary defenses, Commodore. Status. Twenty-four hours till land. I like how she has the same rank in Starfleet and the Romulan. Empire. Pretty sweet. That lady is accomplished. Also, I was expecting much bigger warbirds. These are like not that big. <laughs> like old school yeah also like why every ship in the new Star Trek has to have fucking window view screens is beyond me it's cool for the effects they can go inside oh that's the end of the show there you go right yep correct actually didn't watch the next on uh, we don't do that till after the MVC oh you're so right um it's gonna be exciting huh Matt finding out what happens in the next episode huh don't you think? 
think this should be the LVCs. The NBC, yeah, the NBC only met Mandy know who it's gonna be. Will it be Toji? Dodge. Troy or Dr. Sutra. Yes. <laughs> Jana. Dr. Sung also could be Lore. Or just Sung. <laughs> um, who did anything? Did anyone do anything? No one did anything. <laughs> Nothing is new. Nothing happened. Yeah. Um, I guess seven got like the, the end of the road is like seven cars on house arrest. Then. Seven theoretically got the scanners working, or did she? <laughs> so she got them through the thing. Who is useful? Through what thing? The trans warp conduit, which happened in the last episode. Wait, did 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 seven save them with the cube? Really? No. Against uh, Narek? No. Who took Narek down? Was that Rios? The flowers, the orchids. The flowers. Okay. Uh, then, then I then I say no MVC. The orchids. <laughs> Let's give it to the orchids. The orchids. Way to go, orchids. The Andes. Or some other method of ranking. We're working on it. Two. Two. It's so harsh. I'm getting angry. Yeah. At the show. Like, I really liked last week's episode. It felt like stuff was happening. Yeah. And then on this penultimate episode, you give me... You know what's weird about it, Andy? What? I've never seen a penultimate episode of a show I've been watching where I did not care what happened next. (laughs) (laughs) Like, usually they're biding their time, but you're still like, all right, well, Uh, I can't wait until I see the final. But me, right now, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. It's it really points out the problem with the characterizations because if failing everything, the characterization we should care about is Picard, and you've got him fucking drifting in space, literally and figuratively drifting in space. He's drifting in and out of consciousness. Um, And by the way, where's Captain Crandall? (laughs) Maybe he's coming at the end. Um, Do I give it a two? I don't even. I can't even think of things that I liked about it other than the effects. I like the battle with Narek. I guess I like that the Borg cube comes through and how it comes through, but it's not. But it's pointless. It was like a hat. It was half a dogfight. I'll give it a two and a half just because I like the cloaking move. But it's, it's yeah. I'm with you. It's, it's not. Also, it's crazy they never tried to fire on the fucking ship in front of them. What do you mean? Which one? the cloaked ship you're telling me that this cloaked ship could project itself and a physical mass for the phasers to hit and what they never tried to shoot at it no they shoot at it but it stops like it acts like it's hitting something but if it's a cloaking device that is projecting itself then it should go right through it and they should immediately be like, oh, it's his cloak. We're shooting it. At I guess it's the question of when it, when the, the switcheroo happened. I assume they kind of hit the thing and then he projected that it was more injured somewhere else. Yeah, but then he was behind them. Well, that's because he cloaked and then took up a position behind them. So after the hit, yeah. he projected and injured him and, and then, then cloaked. Yeah. And then somehow got behind them, leaving this projection? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> 
it's the future, Matt. They can do things like that. Whatever the case, not a good week for Picard in our eyes. <laughs> I mean, a nice enough week. He's on a Class M planet, uh, you know. He's got his terminal brain thing going, but uh, other than that, everything's pretty good. <laughs> How many speeches would you expect with people explaining what's going on? Next week? Yeah. It's got to be... How many acts are there going to be? Six? Five acts? Yeah. It's going to be seven speeches. <laughs> Sounds like it's not far off. I'm going to guess four. Four major ones. All right. Four major speeches. I say seven. Will Captain Crandall show up, Andy? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no what a waste of our time alright I guess we'll play the trailer for next week Andy didn't watch this let's see here we go ready I want you Oops. reconsider your present course of action we have no choice that is a failure of imagination what are you doing here is trying to save the universe all ships prepare to fight it's the end of everything the sky will crack. The worlds will burn. Show them you're not the enemy. You're not the destroyer. No! I don't like how that, that looks. Was, uh, two speeches right there. I do not like that. If that all comes down to him making a, a, a speech to her to not... Hey, if that comes down to him making hell. a speech, I'll, I'll, it will go up in my book. All right. Because Picard makes speeches. No, I mean, I hear you on that, but that's the speech that's like, he he spent the whole show bringing her here just to give her a speech to not do be the thing that she, he brought her here for? Andy, your frustrations are palpable. So are yours. Welcome to my club. Can't even speak anymore. This has been taken away from me because of All right. Godspeed, everyone. Disengage. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda. P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the President Circle for $17.01 per month. 